Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live what you love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffe, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Cultures clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day, so we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at justifiedcultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Meta, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. Fly Racing, Bills Pipes, W Wheels, Motul MX, X-Brand Goggles, Moto Ice Wrap, and Moto Stuff make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by the Racers Index. I'm your host, Brad Gebhardt. And with me on the line, we've got none other than Zach Commons. But before we get to that podcast, I want all of you to go over to theracersedge.com and uh, go register, get your contact information there, and uh, you might be, be uh, able to uh, get the contact information of a team manager, uh, a team owner, uh, a, a racer that you want to work for as a mechanic, or if you're a racer and you need to find a, a position on a, on a Supercross team, or if you're a manager looking to hire some racers for uh, the 2017 season, uh, go on to racersindex.com and uh, check that out. Now, without further ado, with us on the line, we've got none other than Zach Commons of, uh, of honestly, no no team in particular. He's a complete free agent, uh, and uh, the, the the 203 machine, most likely soon to be the 103 machine, of, uh, of Zach Commons joins us here on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by the Racers Index. Zach, how are you this beautiful Tuesday afternoon? I'm doing really well. I uh, had a lot of power today, did some riding, and... Uh... It's actually, the weather is really nice today, so I'm, uh, believe it or not, I'm sitting out in front of Pro Circuit in my truck talking to you because I uh, lost a fork steel today, so I had to swing by and Bones is hooking me up and getting it fixed right now. 
so I'm just sitting out front. Day in the life of Bones Bacon, where uh, shortly after uh, <laughs> Zach Commons pounds motos, he rips the forks off of that uh, of, of that green motorcycle and um, and and drops it off for uh, for Bones Bacon to do his magic. I I, I dare to ask, how long has uh, has Bones been uh, been working on your machines? Does it go back to uh, 65 days or uh, 85 days? Uh, I think it was uh, maybe a super mini. I gotta throw in. I gotta clarify. Today was an orange machine. Oh, I've okay. been uh, working. Yeah, I've been working with some people at Skittles, hoping that they'll pick me up. I, I haven't nice. had any offers yet, but I've been jumping around from brand to brand, just trying to show that I can I can ride on all colors of the rainbow. Yeah, you actually. Um, I, see, I think there's an Instagram. Yeah, video I was on the green. On I was on the green too. lately. Yeah, yeah. I Instagrammed a blue one. I uh, that was a while ago, but I Instagrammed a throwback from a while ago. Wow, okay. um, I had been on the green one for a while. I mean, the, I think two weeks before Washougal, I rode a Cowie and then I raced a KTM at Washougal. And then, um, and then I rode a Cowie since Washougal. And then just today I jumped back on the KTM for a day. So I'm, uh, yeah, just, um, if anyone from Skittles is out there listening, uh, I'm very versatile. Um, and I would like to figure on that as a title sponsor. Mr. Versatility on the butt patch, skittles <laughs> across the chest, and uh, beneath that jersey is uh, is is an S because uh, this kid on the line. I was talking, dude. This is a repeat offender of at least three times here on the Big MX podcast show, uh, and. Um, but uh, you know how to twist the throttle like no other. Um, just watching video, I've seen you in person uh, riding a motorcycle, and uh, it's a spectacle to see. What is your favorite part about twisting the throttle on your uh, Skittles back machine? Ooh, that's tough. I don't, I'm. Uh, I mean, there's, there are jump guys and corner guys. It's like that's kind of all you, all you really get on on favoritism, really. And I, right. I'm more of a corner guy myself. I. Um, there's nothing like a, a lonely rut to drop into and just get that, that kind of flow connection feeling. Um, and Paula actually was a really good spot for that today. Um, so I had a lot of fun. It was, um, yeah, I think, I think that's where I uh, enjoy my motorcycle the most. It's in those, those tight windy turns. Jump for uh, jump for show corner for dough, as they say, <laughs> yep. uh, um, where, where did that, um, that connection kind of, uh, get cultivated for you? Um, obviously, uh, both parents super involved with your racing growing up, correct? Yes, definitely. Um, my mom was always, um, she didn't go to a lot of races. She went to everyone that she could. She was our workhorse. She, um, has always kind of fronted, um, most of the budget for my racing, you know, when I was younger um, whatever sponsors couldn't cover that was. And then my dad was, uh, Mr. Mom. He would, he would stay home with me and go to the track and, and go out to all the nationals for me. And then, uh, or with me. And then now going, um, starting to race pro this last year. And he's still been, you know, right there by my side, um, going to the track with me. And today, you know, lately I've, I've kind of gone by myself a few times and, and every so often I do, I'll just cruise out solo and, and self wrench it. Um, but whenever he's free, he, he shoots out to the track and so very much father and son operation. Um, my mom being a, a huge asset, obviously as well. Well, that's all. It's uh, um, honestly, uh, I, I definitely connect with that. Uh, it was me and my dad at the track every single weekend. I think my mom's seen me on two wheels all of maybe about four or five times, uh, <laughs> mainly because she just uh, hates to see her uh, her little boy flying through the air, and unfortunately, oh, yeah. more often than not, crashing to the ground. Um, and uh, I, I, honestly, I, I, I kid you not, I think my mom literally has been to five races. I think I left three of them on the back of an ambulance. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. 
maybe it's uh, it was a bad mojo mom being there this that and other thing but either way uh i gave her a cold sore every time i saw her ride but uh really cool to hear that uh you you share that same bond with your dad that i have with mine is that uh holding the pit board or uh an insurance and rolling uh, the bike up to the line and, and looking at you saying yeah this this thing can do the job for you and uh it, it's prepped and it, it's a cool thing for a, a father to watch his son head out onto a track uh and and do things that uh honestly uh dads could only dream of doing definitely yeah he actually i mean i don't know that he's just dreaming he raced back in his day and he, he wasn't at the professional level but he um he raced amateur racing and he's got a couple of amateur championships from uh nice. honka city and uh world mini and all the different races he was um i don't know if you're familiar with the brand or if you remember cannondale i he do was, remember um, cannondale yeah when cannondale came around my dad raced i believe it was plus 25 because i was alive so i think he was in the plus 25 vet class and um he raced the Cannondale, factory Cannondale, though. They spot, I don't know, I guess that was their market. They didn't yeah. have, like, pro guys. They had him and in the Jeff vet class. And we, had a, we had a hauler that would go out to, I mean, he did, like, Vet Worlds at Glen Helen. And they had a, a semi go out with his bikes. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Corey Ellis on a, on a quad. And the two of them had their, their bikes or, or ATVs lined up out front of the rig. And it was like a full factory effort from Cannondale at Vet Worlds. And my dad was the only one to have ever won that world on a Cannondale. Boom. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. So some big accolades to, uh, to old G money. He, um, he's no slouch. slouch. Well, uh, as it seems like, uh, you took after your father as far as, uh, the skills <laughs> on two wheels are concerned. And, and, and as did I, because, uh, as far as I'm, I know, uh, my dad was a lifetime, uh, B class rider, uh, led a race for a short period of time at one point and, uh, promptly crashed and broke his leg. So, uh, the apple doesn't, <laughs> the far apple fall, doesn't fall far from the, yeah, not at apple all. Doesn't fall far um, from the tree. But uh, damned if I do, damned if I don't. Either way, still twist the throttle uh, just just about every weekend, uh, and I can't get enough of it. And uh, and my orange machine is is looking pretty fresh these days. I know you've seen some pictures. Oh yes, you sent me uh, that that two stroke. Yes, sir. That thing was looking looking mint. I uh, my my bike doesn't my bike gets used a little bit more than yours. I think. I mean, I don't mean to oh. to throw stones, oh, oh. but I I. I I feel like that's the only reason mine doesn't look quite as fresh. I think yours is, is more of a, a picturesque kind of it sets up by the meadow and, and gets yeah. a couple shots that are sent to the buddies and then gets loaded back into the garage. You're not wrong. Um, I honestly, uh, I was a little bit ashamed of how much I was riding, uh, really early in the season. I believe, uh, I got the bike first week in May and, uh, honestly hadn't ridden it more than five times by uh, the time July hit, but, uh, I've been on it twice a week, every week since, uh, since then and, uh, competed in, in two races, including a, uh, a top 10 finish in the 450 B class, uh, against the, uh, the big 450s, uh, this last weekend in Pilot Mound. Uh, so suck it comments yeah that's pretty impressive you 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 i take back what i said on that one as you started to say riding every week i realized that you are rivaling me now exactly um, and i'm also laying yeah. bricks every single week and uh i've also worked 56 <laughs> of the last 60 days so uh chew on that one yeah all right fair enough fair enough you, yes. you may have more on your plate than i get apart 
that that very well may be, but uh, we're we're here to talk about Zach Commons twisting a throttle uh, on a regular basis and uh, prepping for uh, for 2017 Supercross, uh, which, uh, for lack of a better term, um, is uh, I'm calling it a bit of a coming out party for uh, for for. Zach Commons, because um, once everything gets settled with uh, with a team and what kind of gear you're gonna be in, you can get get a, a couple of boxes of gear and you can put it all on in front of the mirror, and then after that's done, head out out to the motocross track, start spinning some laps, and uh, you, I, I expect you to be able to do something pretty special out there. Thank you. I, I hope to. Um, I'm really. I mean, to some extent, obviously, I, I feel like I've learned. Um, a reasonably substantial amount um, last year from the rounds that I did. But with it just, you know, I only was able to hit a few and, and had some untimely crashes that, that put me out. Um, to some extent, I'm kind of trying to mentally take this as my rookie season um, and not really dwell on the negatives of last year. I mean, there were some positives to take away as well. I think I, I actually competed in, I think, three races, um, two or three. And, uh, you know, my best finish was, I think, a 15th. So, or was it 15th? So it wasn't anything to be ashamed of, but it wasn't where I had my sights set. And um, I by no means feel that I belong there. So going into this year, I'm kind of just resetting the mind and um, focusing for some higher goals um, that I think are very achievable. Um, just, I, I really, I was, I was talking to a good friend of both of ours, Chris Elliott, um, yes. earlier today. Like that guy. Earlier today, I was talking to him on my way back from, from Paula and, um, I was talking about how confident and more comfortable I feel about how far ahead I am right now from where I was this time last year. Yeah. Um, being that this time last year I wasn't even riding and I hadn't been riding in, in six months and, and I didn't know where I was going to go with riding. You know, I mean, even from I, I started riding, I think, right about, I think maybe next week of, of last year um, on okay. the calendar. Um, and so when I started then it was like, Hey, just take it easy. Just ride for fun. Um, it was after that unfortunate head injury I had. Um, and so it was just, I, I just rode for fun for a while. And then it wasn't until, you know, maybe two months before the season or so that we really decided that's what we were going to do. Um, so very limited window of preparation. And I think that was reflected in, in the way the season went, but this year, you know, having a, now a year and, and however long, um, or just shy of a year, I guess, if it was a week from now. Um, I feel much, much more confident with where I'm at on the bike and, and what I'm capable of doing. Um, and to be able to get to testing and get to doing all of those things so much sooner, um, I really think that it's going to go really well. Um, got a lot more pieces on the puzzle than I did 12 months ago. Definitely, and uh, like uh, I believe uh, I had started following you on social media uh, in in December, and at that point you still had the 103 on the uh, on the orange machine, only to find out that uh, a you couldn't run that number; somebody else has it. B, uh, you don't have uh, you have to do the 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 RC's road to Supercross, so uh, you had to load up the bike and uh, and compete in some arena cross prior to uh, your first Supercross race. So uh, you had to deal with all that prior to uh, to entering the, the the pro ranks in the as far as supercross goes and then uh from there uh i'll admit a little bit behind the eight ball but uh, made the best of a uh of a an abbreviated uh situation yeah thank you i think so um the road to supercross thing was was unfortunate i was, I was kind of bummed on that um because i obviously missed the opening round and yeah. when you're when you're a little kid you know that's what you dream of a1. Up at a1 um, but this year I, I get my opportunity. 
so just just looking forward to it and uh, taking it for what it's worth from last year and and making the most of um, a certainly better situation going into this year. Yeah. Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live what you love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffay, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Cultures clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day, so we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at justifiedcultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. Hey everybody, this is Jimmy Button, former factory Supercross rider. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to take it to a commercial and we'll be right back. When it's time to turn heads, Spokeskins has you covered. Whether it's dirt bikes, street bikes, or bicycles, nobody does it better than Spokeskins. Mix and match your spokes or go with the same color all the way around. Either way, Spokeskins is the way to go to customize the look of your bike. Uniting off-road riders on every end of the budget spectrum, Spokeskins is aimed at giving you the custom look without the custom price tag. If you're looking to set your bike apart from the rest of the herd, turn some heads, and be able to change your bike's look on the fly, head to spokeskins.net. They don't just have Spokeskins on their website, they've got more. New products are being added all the time, like the Motul Slacker Digital Sag Scale, and just recently, Galfer Off-Road Series Rear Brake Lines, Oversized Rotor Kit, and Front Brake Lines as well. So do what I did. Head to spokeskins.net today, place your order, and get set up to turn some heads out there. Spokeskins, we've got you covered. Deft Family Gloves. Deft means showing cleverness and skill in handling things. What you want to see in football and basketball is some deft handling of the ball. Some people are physically deft, like accomplished athletes, motorsports professionals, and martial arts masters. Their movements are fast, graceful, and deliberate. Others might be mentally or intellectually deaf. You could describe a beautifully written essay as deaf, or talk about a politician's deaf work on an anti-bullying bill. The source of deaf is the Old English gedeft, meaning mild or gentle, which became deft in Middle English along with its meaning of apt, skillful, and adept. Deft family represents a united family of athletes, artists, and creative individuals inspired by the underground lifestyle. Founded by a core crew of friends, influenced by music, arts, culture, sport, faith, and fashion. 
we provide the essentials of the modern day movement through a vision of free-flowing culture. Formed by motivation and necessity for change through passionate minds while remaining ahead of the mainstream, common, and popular beliefs. Hashtag Deaf Family is not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. We are deft. All Deft Family product and merchandise is shipped directly from Temecula, California and handled with care. So head on over to deftfamily.com, explore the website and find out all things Deft and become part of the Deft Family. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. In motocross, everyone wants one common thing. To simply enjoy the ride. Sand, clay, loam, or concrete, and everything in between. Riders all want to be able to enjoy their ride. But today is arena cross. Tomorrow's Glen Helen. And Saturday, we're heading to this gnarly sand track. How can we be sure our suspension is always dialed in? For most, employing a full-time practice technician is unrealistic. And even for those who have one, setting suspension is still a chore. Get a measuring tape, scratch a mark on the fender or rear number plate, and attempt some backward math to find 105 millimeters. Does this tape even have millimeters on it? Forget that. Head to Motul co today and set your sag every time you ride with the slacker digital sag scale let's hear from johnny casepear himself on how this thing works so uh really basically you would just uh stick it on your axle with the magnet stick the clip on your side plate basically where the arc of the axle would hit the side plate and then uh pull out the retractable cable, hook it to the clip, and turn it on, and then just take the bike off the stand and and take a measurement. It's that easy. Trust tuning your suspension to Johnny Casebeer and Motul MX. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys who are building wheels for Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, 
and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown full rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four-strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today. And never settle. Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. Well, whenever you feel like you're prepared, you can uh, you can ride to your, the best of your ability. And I often have said on this podcast that uh, you crazy in your head, uh, like uh, sensitive professional motocross racer, your delicate flowers. When all <laughs> when all when all you guys have to deal with or all you have to worry about is going fast on the motorcycle. And if you're if if you can continue that for an extended period of time, of, of, of all you have to worry about is going fast on the motorcycle week after week, month after month. Uh, you guys uh, put s- some pretty special rides together, and uh, what it what it turns into on race day is uh, is a finely tuned machine riding an even finer tuned machine uh which um comes together for uh that that's how you get podiums that's how you get uh victories is, is that 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 role of momentum and uh good preparation and uh, and and frankly confidence and uh, i feel like uh, you'll be uh, drafting off of a whole lot more of that uh come anaheim one in 2017 than uh, uh honestly ever before i agree with that yeah i um I, I definitely agree that that is an extremely valuable thing to have. Just that ability to focus purely on being faster, not worrying about all of the other components that go into it, because there are there are quite a bit. Um, but to be able to not worry about you know working on the bike or or funding to get here, or funding to get there, whatever it may be, to be able to just wake up in the morning and know that hey, I got to hit the gym, I got to hit the track, 
that's all that's on my plate. After that, I can rest, recover, and get back to it tomorrow. Um, is really, I mean, there's a select select group of guys that are capable of doing that. Um, and I, I think I'll be in a position that I'll be able to, to be one of those guys um, to really just focus on improving myself um, going into this, this upcoming season. But, but definitely in the past, I've always had, I mean, even, even today, really, I, I, I mean, there's a lot of other, not by no means bad things, but a lot of other things, you know, I mean, I had to, I, I had a leaky fork, so I had to come back, prep my bike, pull the forks off. A lot of things that just a lot of the, the top guys don't have to do. Um, yeah. But aren't necessarily things that I don't enjoy doing. Um, it's just a lot more on, on your plate. You know I mean? Now I have to get back. It's, it's almost five o'clock here. I got to get back and, uh, and go on a run this afternoon. So wow. just a, a, you know, a lot of things added in that would be you know a little easier if, if they were handled by someone else. Um, and I don't mean that to sound like the delicate flowers that you made me out to be. Um, <laughs> well, but, th- but there's something the to be said for, yeah. for being able to uh, roll up to the track in uh, in your truck, whether you bring the bike or the mechanic brings the bike. Yeah, yeah, uh, It gets yeah. unloaded, and uh, you put on your brand new FXR gear uh, and uh, your showy <laughs> helmet, Scott goggles, and uh, you, you just burn laps. And uh, once you're you you've put in the work needed to uh, to be done on that day, the bike goes on the stand. You clean yourself up with uh, and put on a brand new, fresh Justified Cultures T-shirt, and uh, you head back out on your way and off to the gym or off for your run or off for a, a much needed nap, which because you actually do need a nap when you're a professional athlete. People don't believe that you need a freaking nap because you're tired and you, you bust yourself yeah. up every day. Uh, you, you can go do that while your your mechanic, practice bike mechanic or race bike mechanic uh, takes those uh, those forks off for you, gets the bike uh, dialed in so that uh, the following day you can rinse, lather, repeat with uh, with more fresh FXR gear and more Justified Cultures clothing. I, and it was well stated. All of that was very well composed. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm certain you're looking at a list of, of everyone that supports me and backs me no, after, just, after that, just my that run screen. on there. Yeah, that was, that was well executed. I don't think I've ever done that even on the podium that well. I appreciate that. Um, so, so kudos, kudos to you, Brad. Just a brick um, player, my friend. Just a brick player. <laughs> um, no, I agree. I couldn't agree more. Um, but you know, what I, like, how, how invaluable that, would that be? Like, like, is there a limit no, to how fast it it's you can go if that's all you had to do every day? I, I mean, there definitely is, but there, there. I mean, that's the the upper echelon of the sport. Sport, sport is it? It's riders that are able to do that, right? Um, and and I mean, I've been at the point where I've never had. I don't think, yeah, I've never, I've never had a practice bike mechanic. So even when I was, um, you know, the, the, the pinnacle of the most support that I've had, um, which was my later years as an amateur, um, with, you know, when I went to the amateur nationals, I was out of the pro circuit semi and it, it looked all the, all the glitz and all the glam, but there were still a lot of, um, I mean, I'm actually sitting and I can see the wasp bay from where I'm sitting. Nice. There were a lot of late nights where I was, you know, I mean, Mitch was at the shop and there was maybe one or two guys working, but they were, it was seven thirty, eight o'clock and I had to turn the outside lights on and, and bring the pressure washer out and prep my bike and then drive back. And I would usually stay at his house cause I lived a few hours from the tracks. And, um, but I mean, I still did all of the prep on the practice bike myself from the time I was, I would say 15 until, um, just this season, my dad started helping out with some of it. So we kind of share the brunt of the work. Um, but, uh, you know, when I didn't, during Supercross, I had a mechanic for a, for a short stint of it, but, other than that, it's, it's, it's been, uh, you know, a, a lot of work throughout. Um, and it, it, I think, you know, I got to a certain point where 
I had been thinking, I mean, and I do agree with you, it is really beneficial to be able to focus purely on the task at hand and the job that you are um, expected to do, you know, I mean, as far as results and, and getting better. But at the same time, there's a little bit more of a fire lit under you, I feel like, yeah. when you've been, when you've gone riding, come back, you've done your gym workout, and then you were out till 9 o'clock prepping the bike and getting it ready for the next morning, and then you wake up the next morning and get it again. It's like when you're coming into a corner and those last five feet, whether you let off or the other guy lets off, and you're both fighting for the ground, you kind of have that, no, dude, like I did too much for this. You're not, you're not getting that inch on me. You know what I mean? It, it just gives you a little bit more. Um, it's a little chip on your diet. shoulder. I think they call that. It's a just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just a little bit more of that kind of, uh, uh, and I mean, they're not the slums because I understand how, how good that situation I just described was. Yeah. Um, but a little bit more like, Hey, I, I put in the hours and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give this up to you. I mean, you, all you got to do is worry about going faster. You delicate flower. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. uh, I'm, I'm glad that you've uh, acquired the uh, the fighter's instinct of someone who's uh, had to kind of uh, cl- claw and grab for for every inch he's got, but also uh, know that uh, uh, there is there is a great program out there to uh, that you can benefit from. So uh, a little bit of best of both worlds, wouldn't you say? I think so, certainly. Um, I mean, I, I don't shy away from the work by any means, but I think it would be, um, and I think it will be this, this season, I think it would be beneficial to apply all of that effort um, toward going forward on the motorcycle. Um, not so much just, you know, all the other fray around it. Okay. Um, so I, I do, yeah, I definitely look forward to that. And, uh, yeah, I think I'll, I'll be able to hold on to those grassroots of, of fighting for that last inch. So let's uh, let's dial the clock back a little bit throughout the summer and uh, and talk about uh, some of the nationals that you were able to uh, um, to com- compete in, uh, which were uh, basically backed by uh, YP.com as well as Nuclear Blast and of course uh, the guys that like Carson and uh, and Mel over at uh, FXR hooking you up with some brand new gear to to, to wear at uh, Washougal. Um, Results aside, I know you had some really cool stories and a really cool uh, happenings in and around uh, the races. So uh, if you could, reaccount uh, your summer at the Nationals for us. Yeah, I, I definitely have to give a shout to, I mean, all, all of those those companies certainly helped. Uh, Dundee from Justified Cultures actually stepped up and helped out a lot nice. um, with my outdoor program. Yeah, so um, hugely appreciative for that. Um, but yeah, it was it was an eventful summer. It was, it was interesting to get out and, and do those races. Um, Glen Helen and Hangtown were were unfortunate. I mean, they didn't they didn't end real well. There, there weren't a ton of positives other than just the experience of being out there. And a little bit of that was um, by no means to make an excuse. It was my result, but just I think the the weak point I found in my preparation, just pretty obvious, was um, a couple weeks prior to Glen Helen, I the 250 practice bike that I had the engine let go. And we weren't able to do parts being on back order and what have you. I wasn't able to get it fixed. So I actually borrowed a 350, stock 350 from Scott Mumford, uh, Carson Mumford, good amateur rider, his dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Had a 350 that was just his own kind of play bike. So I borrowed that. So the last two and a half or three weeks prepping for, for Hangtown, I rode his stock 350 with stock setting. Um, so it was kind of just a continuation of doing like 40-minute motos and trying to get as much fitness as I could from it. But I, I by no means could ride at speed. Um, so when I got to the race, I was able to get up to speed. I think I qualified 
in the low 20s, 22nd or something at, at Hangtown, which I was all right with. And uh, once the race started, it was kind of maintaining that speed for more than three or four laps because it was such an increase in, in intensity and energy output than I yeah. had been used to. Um, so I really fried myself really quick both weekends. Um, and so I was, I was pretty bummed on that. It was by no means how I wanted it to go um, or what I felt I was capable of or even what my speed reflected um, even at the event. So I uh, came back, kind of regrouped, was, was getting ready with Washougal in sight um, and hoping to do Washougal throughout. And then a few weeks before Washougal as well, it kind of got to where, you know, we might not do it. We might um, that um, – I was down to one, I had just one KTM. So I had that race bike that I had it kind of converted into a practice bike and a race bike. Um, and so the last couple of weeks before Washougal, I actually switched over and Mitch Peyton gave me the opportunity to start doing some um, testing for them for the 17 Kawasaki's. Um, so I started riding the 17 250F Kawasaki for the two weeks up until Washougal. Um, and then actually it was really a bad decision that worked out being okay. I didn't ride it the week before, I don't think, a single time until we got to the race, um, and then we whipped it out. And there it is. Ryan Clark, Ryan Clark flew out. Ryan Clark was my mechanic, which was, was pretty awesome to have. He, um, when he got there, he realized he didn't have a collared shirt. He needed a collared shirt to be in the mechanics area. Didn't so we know went that. down. We went down, yeah. He knew it. He just had forgotten his or, or something got lost in, in the flight or whatever. And uh, we went to, I think we went to H&M. Down in, we were in downtown Portland. We had dinner. We went, I think we went to H&M, and he got a Hawaiian button-up shirt. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, it, it was pretty awesome. So we, uh, we went down, and, and the race actually started out really well. I, I, I don't remember how I qualified, but, it was again, it was, I was by no means disappointed in the qualifying. I think I was in the B session because I hadn't done, um, you know, several races prior yeah so i was the, the fastest in the b practice both sessions and and it was going well and um i was lined up pretty far to the outside and ryan and i talked about it and i said i'm just going to push it in deep into the first turn and i mean i'm either going to get a bad i mean either going to get a good start or i'm going to get pushed off the track and then be in the back and i said i may as well try because if not i'll be yeah. in the back no matter what you know i mean i may as well just try to be up there and it might work if not i go off and i end up where i would have been anyways from this position um, so with the intent of kind of just driving myself off the track in the first turn, I went wide open all the way down to the outside. And, uh, by the time I got to the turn, I realized there was a, a pretty decent sized burn there and I was able to make the turn and I came out, I want to say sixth. Um, and then in the, in the sec six or seventh in the first turn, and then the second turn, I was able to get a good line and, and was in fifth and then ran fifth in the opening lap. And it was in the top 10 for the, I don't know, first 10 or, or 15 minutes of the moto. Um, a decent little portion at the beginning, just kind of trickled back through the top 10. And then uh, I, I had obviously kind of exploded myself with that high intensity. You know, I mean, that was a whole nother level of trying to race with, you know, at one point I went back up the inside of Webb and passed him back. And I was like, ah, and I was freaking out in my head, um, just trying to match that pace with those guys. Um, so it was a really good learning experience, but I kind of grenaded myself. And then uh, right, right about the time I fell out of the top 10, I, I had a good little crash in a corner that stunned me a little bit and took me some time to regroup to a group from. So the race, I mean, the result ended up being pretty poor. I think I dropped back to last and I crashed. But, um, and then Moto 2, I crashed. I was up there again on a start and, and crashed twice in the first lap. So the, the result didn't end up very well, but I felt like it was, I mean, the most I've progressed or at least learned 
all year. I mean, to be up front in the top five for the opening lap was, and, you know, and to, to race with those guys and see that speed and, and see what it takes to be there. I, I've heard so many other racers say, and it didn't really make sense to me, but now that I've experienced it, like, I just have this, this changed confidence level of, um, you know, all those riders are, are phenomenal riders and they're up there for a reason, but, but being up there and being able to kind of battle my way up and up and back for a little bit, I, I realized what it takes and that it's, it's not, um, it's not unachievable by any means. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, like you said, you can uh, take that experience, put that in your back pocket and, um, and chalk that up as a lesson learned and something that you can take forward with you to, uh, ultimately, um, like light that fire throughout the, the rest of this off season and, uh, um, and, and come out uh, guns blazing for, uh, Anaheim one. Uh, is there any chance we see you on the gate for any, uh, European supercrosses or, uh, specialty events, uh, in, in any shape or form? Uh, yeah, there's, uh, I mean, I don't, I say that with enthusiasm in that I would certainly be open to and would like to do, um, some one-off events. And, um, I've talked to a few people that have suggested a few things, but I haven't actually, um, committed or made anything happen or had any necessarily offers to go anywhere. Um, but I, I imagine that there will be a few of those events that I end up hitting before the season starts. Um, yeah, just being that it's something that I'm very open to and those opportunities do come up every so often. Um, I know the last few years, even as an amateur, I've had you know a couple of phone calls here and there about going overseas um, right around this time of year, so um, or even down to Mexico. So we'll see. I would like to uh, hit a couple money races and and hopefully make a, a little bit of cash or or even just get the experience of being out there racing. Absolutely. So, and, um, um, one of the things that uh, I I find is a sign of uh, of, a, of a good racer who's uh, built really strong relationships with uh, his his uh, his supporters is a guy who uh, um, uh, maybe maybe the team changes but uh, the the clothes on his back and the uh, and the, and what he's wearing on race day seems to uh, continue and you're able to uh, cultivate those relationships. Uh, who are some of the the sponsors that uh, you know of that uh, you'll be carrying forward with you from 2016 over to uh, the 17 program? Um, I mean, I'm not 100 percent locked in for for. So I mean, I, I I'm I'm thinking I'll be with. I mean, I'll definitely be with, with Justified Cultures and DC uh, Shoes and and FXR. And there's a lot of good people that that help me out that I I hope to stick with for for many years to come. Um, Scott Goggles actually I've been with since I my first day on a dirt bike. There you I've go. never worn never worn another goggle. So I hope not to change that for uh, the remainder of my career. That'd be a, a fun one to stick with. Have you gotten a pair of that, uh, the new goggle that they came out with uh, not too I long haven't. ago? I, I haven't worn it yet. I've seen it. It looks um, looks very similar to, and I, I don't think in any way a riff on, but it looks uh, looks similar to the air brake kind of. Um, right. Larger, and it's got you know two post holes. Um, I think that's bitching. I'm stoked for it just because of the roll-off capabilities that that gives you. Yeah, like a huge, I think, I think like he, almost fifty yeah. percent uh, more viewing. Uh, if you exactly. can see that much more when you're doing roll offs, uh, yeah. at least uh, any race that you'd require roll offs is going to be a struggle anyway. It uh, makes things a little bit easier. Definitely, I've always been, uh, and I think there are quite a few like me. I've always been an anti roll off guy. I mean, even if the rain was coming down, I would put on twenty eight tear offs before I threw on a set of roll offs. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously in laminates, so you're able to get seven stacks so you can still somewhat see through, but I was an anti-roll-off guy for, for a very long time, just because of that limited range of vision. 
Um, but yeah, like you said, they, they doubled it. I and mean, I think they have 200% of what they had before. So I am uh, very eager to get those and, and get some rain coming. I, I like mud races. So I'm glad that I now am properly equipped for such. Right on, man. Well, uh, always yeah. a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, like I said, you're a repeat offender, and this will not be the last time we have you on. Uh, thank you so much for giving us some time here on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. Uh, if you have some sponsors you would like to thank, uh, do so now. Otherwise, uh, we'll, we'll let you run away. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, Brad. I appreciate you having me. Solid. Well, uh, don't hang up just yet, brother. We'll, uh, we'll, 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 for podcast sake, we'll, we'll cut it off right there. Yep. Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live what you love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffay, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Cultures clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day, so we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at justifiedcultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.
someone stalled the game He's talking to himself And here's the price of gas, repeat his phrase I hate Winnipeg And up above us all Leaning into sky A golden business boy Will watch the north end die And sing I love this town Then let his arcing wrecking ball proclaim Winnipeg